0: Welcome everybody to the Canberra Football Show episode 23. I'm here with Michael today. Today, finally, football's returned. We are going to review round one and lightly preview round two here. All of MPL 1, 2 and W as always. Michael, how are you going today?
1: Yeah, I'm great. Thank you, Matt. It was good to see a whole bunch of football action in the nation's capital over the weekend. I know that um, you watched a few games and, and commentated. Uh, over the weekend. So a very busy weekend for yourself, but um, it's it's good to see football back up and running and uh, get getting to have the opportunity to talk about uh, the games. Uh, so uh, how, how are you going anyway?
0: Yeah, it was one hell of a weekend. I'm sure anyone that made the trip to Kuma knows <laughs> how great yeah. that was. I mean, it even lightly hailed a bit in the first, uh, very light hail uh, in the first half uh, and it rained as well. So I'm glad I brought my Kathmandu jacket. So it just absorbed oh,
1: you, the rain. That's a that's a winter essential, right there. Yeah. Did you end up? Did you end up going with Russ?
0: Yeah, no, I did. I did. It was uh, it was it was it, it, it was a good game, and like I will we'll discuss that um very shortly. But uh, yeah, shout out to the hospitality of um uh, Kilmer there at uh at Kuma. There was no pre- uh, there was no canteen, and he. Went uh, went went down the street and uh, got us some uh, lunch. So good on him uh, over there. So oh, Absol- nice. absolute legend over there. And he also, uh, I think he provided the truck as well. That we uh, we sat on the back of the truck for the. Okay, yeah, you know, like the Ute. You got at the back of the Ute. Yeah. We sat up. We stood up there very close to the game. Actually, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous in hindsight thinking, oh, we're calling it on the back of the truck. But when it's right next to the pitch and where are a Nijong Oval as well, where it's just, you know, a massive oval, You've, you would have played there or even I played yeah. there um, at that yeah, specific yeah. oval. It's actually, the elevation's cool and yeah, um, it is. really close to the pitch. So um, let's uh, get started, shall we? Let's start with NPL1, Michael. Uh, we've got West Canberra Wanderers 1, uh, Gangalan United, four. The goal scorers were Fields, for West Canberra Wanderers in the 62nd minute. And then we had Anderson, eighth minute. Thornton own goal in the 18th minute. Green with a trademark header in the 80th minute. And Garang with a goal in the 90th minute. Michael, it was a good win for and, uh, for Gungahlin United considering they uh, bounced back from their FFA Cup exit to Tigers 3-0 uh, just before Easter. What did you make of uh, how this match transpired?
1: Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head uh, right there. It's a, It was a great win, I think, uh, for Gungal and United uh, to start the season uh, away from home. Uh, I think Marcel Munoz will be very pleased uh, with, with, with that result. Uh, four goals uh, in your first game of the season away from home is something that um, you, you can be very pleased uh, about. I, I, I'm sure he won't be pleased at uh, conceding, but... Um, nevertheless, uh, it, it's just the start that they wanted, on Gagal and United. Um, you know, especially considering um, how things ended for them, uh, last season, uh, and uh, their loss, um, that, that, that they experienced, uh, but before the start of the season as well. So, um, it was a great win, uh, for them. Um, it'll be interesting, um, to sort of see how they go against uh, Tigers next week, uh, who will be raring to go after losing to Canberra Croatia, which you'll uh, talk about further. So we won't get into that too much, but um, it, it'll be an amazing matchup. Um, I mean, despite the despite the result um, for West Canberra Wanderers, uh, they can look at periods in the game when they, you know, for long stretches that they, they had possession and uh, created some good chances. You know, they, they were very much in the game right up until that, like you said, Matt, uh, it was a trademark uh, Jack Green uh, header. You know, I saw uh, Russ share that goal uh, on Facebook, saying that that was um, typical Jack Green there um, off the corner, um, losing his man and and heading it home uh, fantastically. So um, it was a, it was a fantastic goal. But I think uh, West Canberra can take a lot of positives uh, out of that uh, right up until the 80th minute mark when they were very much uh, still in that game. And you know, um. I think the Wanderers will relish that, and you know we'll probably take some inspiration, um, you know, uh, from uh, from other sort of results that have transpired uh, uh, over the weekend uh, in the MPL one uh, competition. So uh, it's a great win for Gunggall United. It's exactly the start that Marcel um, would have wanted, um, and for West Canberra, um, it, we we didn't expect them to win this game, um, but. Like we mentioned, that there, there are positive aspects that they can take out of that um, as they look to build on uh, for, for the rest of the season uh, and, and you know to go back well to move forward. Sorry to to next weekend. So um, there's aspects uh, that they can take out of that game, but uh, overall, Gungan United will be very pleased uh, with that with that result.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think they will. And in terms of West Canberra Wanderers, I think we said it last. No, it wouldn't be last week. It would have been in a couple of weeks now when we did that preview. But when that happened, I'm pretty sure we said this t- side needs time to gel. And the we we, we mentioned it last uh, year, especially when they weren't scoring. We're just like, we're talking about how Ulysses will take, you know, the the good moments, even if it was just a 20 minute block and they'll try and build on it for the future. And last year, they obviously had um, a, a more experienced squad. They've got a much younger squad this year with a lot of 23s players from around the league coming to them. So I think uh, we're going to see the better part, the best part of West Camp Rwanda is probably halfway through the season. They probably need a bit more time to gel. They've been the most effective team in terms of departures. So they'll take the 20-minute blocks that they did well in this game and they'll use it. In terms of the only United, they're going to be very happy with the scoreline. Like you said, I'm sure Marcel won't be happy with it, even conceding one goal. Mm. Uh, but in saying that though, it's a positive win and they needed to get a win on the board because they're going to be facing tigers. Like uh, you mentioned before next week. So we all know that um, tigers had a pretty easy win over Gungala United in the FFA cup. So Gungala needed some positive momentum and they got that. Uh, Michael, what is our uh, next matchup?
1: Uh, uh, So we've got, well, Matt, uh, you said that uh, you, you were a spectator uh, in this, in this game. And, Um, the Monero Panthers up against uh, Canberra Olympic, um, the matchup that we talked about in the preview about Frank Kasha taking over as Monero Panthers coach up against Robbie Katnack and uh, Canberra Olympic. Um, the most surprising result uh, of this MPL um, one weekend, would you, would you say, Matt?
0: Yeah, look, it was the most surprising result. Um, probably just Probably not in terms of the performance, like because when you looked at the performance, Olympic were absolutely fantastic. I think what was key for Olympic was they, Robbie Katnak set up brilliantly. He started, uh, defend more a little more defensive, uh, sat back, waited to see what Manara would do, let them soak in the early pressure because we all knew Monaro from the off with the attackers they had, they would be, you know, hitting the gates early in terms of coming out and trying to score right away. So they absorbed it early and then let them sort of uh, run out of a bit of energy and the, um, (coughs) pardon me and Olympic probably have the younger squad as well. So they thought as the game wears on, they'll be able to attack, uh, especially counterattack straight away. But the start of the second half, I'll tell you what straight away, Olympic came out of the blocks with great intensity. Press are very, very high and they scored in the first five minutes or something like that. of The second half and every single goal from Olympic was absolutely fantastic. Michael, I've got to tell you, I'm not sure if you saw Tyson Livermore's one, but yeah, Ray, uh, Russ uh, called it a cheeky or a, I think a lazy lob because it just looked like he um, didn't really put much effort into it, but you, you saw what he was trying to do. I, I, I commented on Tyson saying what a great goal it was, and more importantly, you'd see that celebration, one of those flips. It was a yeah. great flip celebration afterwards, so he did a... So I think that's... Uh, it's going to be hard to top in terms of celebration of the year, I think, for, for Tyson Livermore. Oh yeah,
1: we're only, we're only one game in, and you know, we've already got flips, you know, in, in celebrations. So, um, yeah, it would be very, very hard to top. And, it's, you know, it's, a, it's first, first week of the, of the new season. So, yeah, you, you love to see that sort of stuff, though. And um, just before you go on, Matt, um, that obviously the, the scoreline in, in this one was 4-1 to Canberra uh, Olympic, which was a fantastic result. Um, just before you uh, delve in further uh, to this game, uh, it was Basasilk who scored uh, for, for Monero uh, in the 30th minute, which gave them a 1-0 lead at the half. Um, things looked comfortable. Uh, but then Canberra Olympic, uh, like you mentioned, they were fantastic in their approach. And uh, four goals, four unanswered goals in the in the second half uh, from Brown, uh, Ihegi, uh, Livermore uh, and James. Uh, so two goals in stoppage time there uh, for, for Canberra Olympic to really uh, kill the game off. Uh, but continue, Matt.
0: Yeah, no, and um, yeah, Manara had a pretty controlled first half uh, to delve into Manara a little bit. Bassa Silk, he scored the goal. I thought I've seen him quite a bit in preseason now. He's really come into his own. I think he was probably one of the best players in the first half. I think with Manara, I think Russ mentioned it uh, in the preview saying they're probably going to need a little time to gel. and that's probably a little bit evident uh, considering the performance in this game, even though they had a good first half performance, the second half performance, they were just completely outplayed for intensity outplayed uh, defensively. They were just, yeah. yeah, uh, uh, Katynak just had an answer for everything, especially in that second half Uh, in terms. Yeah. But uh, going back to Monaro, they did create a bit in the first half. There was some really good uh, moments of play there that uh, Keisha can build upon. But at the end of the day, it is a, a new squad, and I think even Keisha mentioned it in uh, I think the interview I did with him before this uh, before he started the podcast again for the year, saying that it's going to take some time to uh, to to gel and get the results that um, everyone expects at Manara. But it's too early to count out Manara. I, I wouldn't count out Manara. I still think they're going to be there by the end of the season. It's a very long season, and with the amount of quality they have, they're eventually going to gel. But I think. Olympic really, really made a statement here that they that the rumors were going around. Uh, a lot of people were saying that it looks like Olympic, you know, are going to be the, one of the favorites for relegation. But I think they they proved it. I think even when I chatted to Robbie, I think he relishes the fact that he's going to be an underdog this season. And I think they made a statement of intent that they really want to compete for the top four this year, and they they're not planning on being um, in in terms of battling for relegation. But it's a long season to come, so we'll see what happens. But Olympic have proved that they can, that they can uh, compete with the uh, top here with a very very energetic and tactically nuanced performance. Yeah, it was a sorry. Let's go.
1: Yeah, sorry, just to go off that, I think um, obviously we we made a lot in the pre-match about you know how much um, Manero had strengthened uh, in in the off-season, you know with the addition of Frank and and the players that he was able to bring in uh, for the squad, Um, and you know. I think it's important not to obviously read into it too much Um, losing your first game uh, of the season, even though it was uh, quite an emphatic loss, he's got time uh, to, to get things right. Um, And that'll obviously start uh, next weekend where they'll look to be in the winner's circle. Um, But you have to credit Canberra Olympic who, like you said, had been marked as underdogs. No one really gave them uh, a chance. You know, I tipped, I tipped against them (laughs) in in the preview. Talking Um,
0: about tips, when we get to the tips, I actually have a, I actually, have, I actually have a rank of the scorings and how we all went. So I'll uh, save that oh, for the first one.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, And I suppose it, it, it's a fantastic performance uh, f- from Canberra Olympic. Robbie will be, uh, I'm sure he was absolutely ecstatic with the way that his side uh, played. And, you know, don't, don't be surprised if they um, do this to, you know, uh, Gungalian United or even Canberra Croatia for, for that matter. Um. And I also just wanted to say, um, it, it's good to see Ben bassasilk uh, on the, on the score sheet, you know, um, he and I went to, um, college together. We've played in a few school teams, um, for outdoor, uh, together. Um, he's a fantastic player. Great, great technical player. He's got a great touch. Um, so, um, you know, I know all about his quality. I'm sure he'll like me saying that and I've set him up for, a um, a bicycle kick, uh, of his own, so um, you know he's a, he's a great player, and he, he can thank me for that assist, even though it was years ago, uh, back in back in college. But he's a great player; good to see him on the score sheet. Um, yeah, a, a great win for Canberra Olympic, um, most definitely.
0: Yeah. Before you uh, move on, I'll quickly say you mentioned uh, how Olympic are going to compete this season. I forgot the match. I think they're and the way they approach this game shows that I think they're going to be most effective against the 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 sides with a lot of firepower and the sides that everyone considers the favourites. So I think yep. that's when they're going to compete the best. Just 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 based on the way he approached this game. Now that might change even next week, uh, for all we know. But just just the the feeling I got is this is the way they're going to play against a lot of the big teams. Michael, what is our next matchup?
1: All right, uh, Matt, we've got uh, Tigers FC uh, up against Canberra Croatia. You were at that game alongside Russ. Uh, It was a 3-0 win uh, for Canberra, Croatia, away from home uh, at Nijong. Uh, Goals for uh, Kalfas uh, in the 32nd minute uh, and second half goals for Kier and Kista. Three goals, three points uh, for the defending uh, champions, uh, a relatively um, straightforward (laughs) performance uh, from them. Uh, How did you uh, see that uh, encounter uh, unfold?
0: It was an interesting encounter. Apparently it rained and a little bit of light hail as well during the under 23s game. So immediately uh, we knew the weather was going to be an issue. And we all know that the pitch at Nijong isn't exactly the best. Um, the, the the grass wasn't as long as it looked sort of on TV. It was like, it, and when I mean long, it's not like when you, like, for example, I know it's six Society. in, um, Waniasa, for example, anyone who played in that 6 side Waniasa comp, the, the grass was like this. We're not talking about that long, but in terms of like first grade standard long, it was pretty long. Um, but apparently they're in the uh, voted on Wednesday. So that, that's something. And uh, naturally the grass got a bit wetter. So um, it might've disrupted a bit of play, for example, from the Tigers. But the Tigers started, I thought, yeah, the better of the sides in the first 15, 20 minutes. But after Canberra Croatia scored, they got all the momentum and... Uh, they just got into in, into their zone, and we all know Cameroon that the reigning champions. When they get into their zone, it's very very hard to top them, and they were all fantastic goals as well. is header when he went for it, uh, no one was able to challenge him, and it seemed like times you know those moments where they jump in the air, time stops, boom, into the bottom, into the uh, the back corner, um, and the first goal as well from Kalfas. It it sort of bopped over yeah. Jacob Cole and that was sort of maybe a reflection of the the way the pitch was in terms of how you know how slippery uh, that was a bit slippery but it was a fantastic strike and kiss just strike as well from well outside the box was another fantastic one uh so I'm sure I'm sure uh, Ryan and Anthony are going to be disappointed with the result uh, maybe a little bit disappointed with the performance but at the end of the day it is only the first round I'm sure they're going to use uh how they played and the way that the match played against uh Canberra Croatia, and they're going to use that and they're going to think about it and they're going to dwell on it and think about how they can combat that next time they play Canberra Croatia. I mean, despite the loss, I still think Tigers are going to be up there. they got a very, very talented squad. And they sort of showed against Gangalan that they can bring it together and, and uh, beat some of the bigger sides. Uh, but the issue for them is against Canberra, Croatia, their chemistry is second to none. They're they're, they're a mostly unha- unchanged squad uh, compared to Tigers. So I'm sure that always plays into the first round of the season. But don't don't count our Tigers. I still think they're going to be competing for the top spot and definitely going to be in the final. Uh, they're definitely going to be competing for those final four at the very least uh, at the end of the season. And I think we're going to see the best of Tigers um, not, not not so soon. I, I'm sorry. Very soon, sorry. Um, yeah. In then the next round, second, even if not round three, we're going to see it very soon because they 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 recruited early, so I think their gelling period is nearing its end, and we're going to see the best of Tigers very soon. But at the end of the day, anyone can have a bad day. In the office against Canberra Croatia, that is that damn good. Uh, Michael, no, any thoughts? Any thoughts absolutely. on um this one before we move on?
1: Uh, I think you covered all the all, all the points there, uh, Matt. Obviously, you are at the game. Uh, and you saw how great Canberra Croatia played. I mean, it's not um, a surprising result, uh, to say the least, given how Canberra Croatia played last season, um, how they've prepared in the off-season and now started uh, the 2021 campaign. Uh, they looked like uh, champions. Uh, they play like champions, and when they're in that mood, they're, they're so hard to break down, especially when they go up a goal yeah. um, as well. It's very difficult uh, to to turn uh, them upside down and get them out of, um, out of rhythm. So um, obviously I think it's obviously you don't want to read into the result uh, too much. Uh, obviously Tigers FC will be d- disappointed with losing the first game of the season at home, but it's always important to remember that there's still uh, a lot of games left to be played. Um, but as time goes on, that excuse will simmer down um, obviously with the, uh, with the inclusion of, of uh, relegation uh in this league. So um, whilst you, you don't want to take too much out of the first game of the season, you sort of dusting off the cobwebs, so to speak, um, you can't hang on to that excuse, um, you know, uh, by, by a thread for, for a while. Um, it, it does um, go down and you, you will have to start picking up points. Uh, so um, obviously the first game of the season for tigers, um, it's important for them not to get too disheartened. Um, obviously it, it would have been a, a statement if they, if they could have um, defeated the defending premiers, but it's just not ha- the way it turned out. And in this league, you've got to bounce back right away. You don't have too much time to dwell uh, on, you know, losses. Um, so uh, it'll be important for them just to um, make things right um, against uh, Gungahlin United uh, next yeah. next week. Yeah.
0: So, you brought up a good point, actually, when you said uh, it's very hard to score. It's been, uh, sorry, it's been very hard to great chances against Canberra Croatia, especially after they scored their first goal. Uh, that, just, yep. that just sort of reminded me, I forgot to say, that um, Ty, Ty, in that first 15 minutes when I said Tigers played better, that did cause a few issues for Canberra Croatia. For example, any time they threw a ball into the box, there was sort of a you know, static motion and there was a bit of unorganization there from Canberra. Uh, Croatia. Yeah. So that was in the first 15 or so minutes. So, but once, like I said, once Canberra Croatia scored, it was until after the third goal, it was uh, you didn't see too many chances from Tigers. They just weren't able to create that sort of momentum that they had in the 10, first 10, 15 minutes. And that just shows how strong Canberra Croatia are. Okay, moving on to the final matchup of the round in npl one, we have Tugger on United against Belcon United. 1 0. Bailey scored in the ninth minute. And like we predicted, uh, we knew it was going to be a tight and close game. It wasn't the draw I was uh, I, I thought it would be, but it was uh, a tight game nonetheless. Uh, they, Michael, what do you think about this one? They sort of had similar amounts of of possession, and it was sort of as it was sort of as close as we thought it was going to be, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. I think we were right. Um, we, I mean, we were certainly right to have those thoughts and feelings about this uh, about this game, um, given the two squads, Tigerong at home. Um, to, to start the season, um, we know how much of a, of a tough side uh, they are, uh, especially at home as well. They're a very difficult side uh, to break down. Um, and I honestly thought that this game would have been separated by, by a goal. And that, that's what proved to happen, even though it was re- very early in the game and they did have time to try uh, and nick an nick e- equalizer. Uh, it, it just didn't come to fruition. Um you know, from all accounts, Belconnen sat back a little more than, than what you would uh, expect to, with a side of their, uh, you know, personalities and, and players. Um, you know, I guess we were expecting Tuganok to bounce uh, on the counter uh, quickly um, so that they could, you know, exercise the fact that Belconnen were sitting um, back a little, a little more. Um, but it, it meant that they weren't able to... You know, uh, take on that counter attacking um, ability because Belconnen did sit back and allow them to have the ball, which would have shaken things up uh, fr- from their approach. Um, so, I mean, they, they Toganong obviously overall had uh, more of the possession that the, than they would have initially um, anticipated, um, especially against a side like Belconnen, who were so used to having a very uh, dominant possession based uh, style, uh, especially in MPL 1. Um, that we've seen over the over the years and their title winning teams, um, you know, uh, they, they did have one really good chance that was cleared off the line, uh, but besides that, Belco had uh, the better uh, of the opportunities throughout the ninety minutes. Um, and uh, to go off that, it would be interesting to see how they go against uh, Canberra uh, Croatia, which we'll dive into soon with the round two matches that are that are coming up. Uh, Matt, any uh, thoughts uh, on this match? Um, like we. Like I said, I think it was exactly the way that we thought it was going to go. It was going to be tied. It was probably going to be a goal that separated um, whoever was to win the game, but um, a very close uh, and narrow win for Belcon, but they'll take that.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think in terms of Belcon, Fabio Michelli is a coach that studies his opposition quite a lot, and he probably saw how how on play Against sort of the bigger side, so he might have wanted to, you know, throw them off, give them a little more possession, that sort of thing. I know he is definitely someone who studies the tape and he and he um, studies his competition as much as he can, um, especially being a, a new coach to the MPL one specific competition, the seniors squad. So I think that's probably what he was going for there. And at the end of the day, they got the result they wanted. And I'm sure uh, throughout the season, I, I'm intrigued to see how they go against Olympic. I'm intrigued to see who sort of takes the initiative and um, goes on the front foot first, because I think Olympic have found their their, their rhythm against the uh, sides that uh, have more, a little more firepower than them. They've found what they can do. So I want to know are, are Belcon are sort of going to cancel them out and sit back more than you'd expect, or are they going to be the ones that go on the front foot and control most of the possession? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see. But at the end of the day, Belcon have some fantastic talent there. Um, and then also uh, like, like we mentioned before, Matt's has had a, disallowed gold uh, as well, which um, for, I, I talked to a few people and some people thought it was onside, some people thought it wasn't. So it was one of those, you know, 50-50 calls that uh-huh. uh, that uh, that happened. So it could have been 2-0 in that regard. And you mentioned how there was a goal cleared off the line for Tuggeranong. So it was a very close game on all accounts. And I'm really intrigued to see Belconnen and Olympic. And regarding Kevin Croatia and Tuggeranong, yeah, uh, it was a very close matchup last year, but it was the final round, so I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. I'm, I'm, a, I, I really don't know how that one will go. That one's, uh, that one's a little more of a, a tongue twister for me. So uh, mm-hmm. let's, so let's get into the predictions, shall we, Michael? And like I said, let's uh, get out, whip out the scoreboard uh, from last, last couple. Uh, of weeks. Here we go. So MPL, I've got all three here. MPL two, Russ leads <laughs> two one. Uh, Russ is two. Uh, Predictions correct. We have one each. So, not exactly the best in terms of MPL one for both of us. I think what not separated either. him was he predicted Canberra Croatia would be Tigers and we said it'd be a draw. um MPLW, mm-hmm. it was you, me, and Jeremy. You and I had three each and Jeremy had two. I think where Jeremy had it, I think where Jeremy had, it, there is the, yeah, he he it? had a United
1: Academy win.
0: Yeah, he had a United Academy win, but he also said. Western uh, Canberra Wanderers would beat Olympic, I think. So that's why he was uh, one below us. And uh, there was another one of his predictions where he said it was going to be something different. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. And MPL 2 Russ and I had four. We had a clean sweep, four for four. And you had three. I think you said White Eagles would beat A&U and that one was a draw. Yeah, dude. did. So a bit of uh, Jonas Alonado said, uh, "Might as well make a comp out of that." So uh, the former uh, Narabunda coach last year. So might as well have some fun with oh. it while we're at it. So let's get oh, our
1: So you told di- so me that we only got one prediction right for the MPL yeah. one.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, Gungalon. That was it. <laughs> I
1: didn't think it was that bad. Yeah,
0: well, that, that that's how unpredictable it can be this year. I think so. Um, uh, well, what we'll do is that's, that's what we want. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll get Russ and I'll get Jeremy's predictions for MPLW and I'll get Russ's after this and then we'll uh, add it on to the tally for next week. All right, so let's get into it. Belconny United, Canberra Olympic, Saturday, 17th of April, 3pm, uh, return for the senior men's side at McKellar Park, the women's return on the weekend. That one is going to be, it, they're very, very happy to be at back at McKellar Park and Michael, you know how much of a fantastic uh, playing uh, surface that is and also in terms of just a facility in general. This is going to be a tough one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I hate to sit on the fence, but I think it, this one might be a draw as well. I'm sure Belconnen are going to go, oh, it was a draw, and look at look at what happened, uh, Johnny Griffith and Arcus, I'm sure their fitness coach will come up to me and say that. But um, yeah, I think I think this one's going to be a draw. I think I would have said Belconnen last week, but a Canberra Olympic proved that they can play against the sides that are bigger than them and they can do well. But Belconen have proved that they approach for every they approach every side every match at a time. So I think I'm going to go for a draw on this one. What are you, Michael?
1: Yeah, I I was thinking a draw when I just looked at this fixture, um, purely based on the fact how Olympic played against Monero. um, I'm actually sort of swaying towards a Belconnen win at home at McKellar Park now um, that I've thought about it a little bit more to go off that 1-0 win. Um, against Tuggeranong in the first game of the season. They'll be back at McKellar Park. They'll be raring to go. As you said, they they love uh, that, that home ground. Um, everyone's familiar with McKellar and what a great stadium it is. So um, I'm going to pick the the home crowd to get them over the top of our Canberra Olympic there.
0: All right. And so you are going for a Bill win there. I'll write yeah. that down so I don't have to go through the videos uh, next week. All right. So <laughs> we've got, uh, next up, we've got Monaro Panthers versus West Canberra Wanderers Saturday, 17th of April, 5.30pm Riverside Stadium. Manaro are going to be raring to go for this one after that loss last week. I'm going to go for a Manaro win. However, West Canberra Wanderers, uh, we all know against Manaro they played quite well as well last year, I remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, it's, I think it's going to be a difficult matchup for the Wanderers, m- mainly based on the fact that Manaro are going to be just furious with the way they lost last yeah. week. Um, but um, as this week has shown, uh, anything uh, anything can happen and everyone can uh, show up on their day, but I'm going to go for Monaro. What about you, Michael?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm tending to agree with you there, Matt. I think Monaro um, are, are going to win this one uh, just based on the f- fact uh, that, that you mentioned that they're going to be um, absolutely raring to go um, to rectify uh, the, the result that they endured uh, against uh, Canberra Olympic. It's not the way that they wanted to start. Uh, Frank uh, Keisha's uh, 10 years coach. And I, th- I think he's going to really uh, rally those boys up to to come back and and to come back big. Um, and, and we always sort of see and talk about how dangerous teams can be when they lose a game. Um, and, the, and there's a sense of, uh, you know, especially when it's a, when it's a convincing loss as well, you know, your heads are down and you're disappointed um, and you're just, itching at the bit to to get back to prove um you know to get back in the winner's circle after what had happened that previous week of losing and I think all those Monero players are going to have that feeling heading into this game. So um I see Monero Panthers are taking the taking the W here.
0: And the next matchup is Gungala United versus Tigers FC. I'm not going to delve into this one too much only because I mostly did on commentary and I mostly did at the start of this um at the start of this podcast. <laughs> Uh like I said, it's the rematch. <laughs> I think Tigers FC just have a little too much firepower um when it comes to these bigger matches against Gungalan United at the moment. And yeah, and from what I saw in the FA Cup match a couple of weeks ago, I think Tigers sort of have their number in the way they approach the match, the way they push, the way they pushed um, the way they pressed Gungarland. They sort of sort of sucked the life out of them and sort of left them just in their half, sort of. Uh, passing the ball uh, at the back between the back four and the back six. So, look, I could easily be proved wrong, but I think Tigers will have this one and they'll be raring to go, especially considering they weren't even able to uh, score a goal against Canberra Croatia. So I'm going to go for Tigers. Michael?
1: I'm going to go for a draw in this one, um, yeah. but there could be a few goals in this one as well. Um, I think uh, to take the sample that we've already uh, seen, Uh, you know, before the season started when these two teams met in the FFA Cup. Um, Obviously, Tigers getting the win, a convincing win there, 3-0, you know, so I can't uh, disagree as to the reasons why you would pick them uh, heading into this one. But I just feel as though Gungolan United, um, obviously, that's not too far back in their memory. Um, They'll be uh, absolutely uh, raring to go Uh, in terms of um, making sure that that result doesn't reoccur. And I just think that it could become a case of them just cancelling uh, each other out um, in in a great game of football. I mean, both teams play uh, great football there. So um, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a draw, which means, you know, Tigers being uh, winless for their first two games. But um, I definitely see it uh, being closer than what it was A a fair few weeks ago, uh, when the when the two teams met in the FFA Cup, so I'm going I'm going to go for a draw on this one, sitting on the fence.
0: Interesting. I'm glad we all don't have the same predictions this week, Um, Michael. So next uh, matchup, last one, Canberra Croatia, Turon United. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to talk about this one too much because I literally have zero idea how this one's going to play out. It's easy to say that Turon United are going to sit back and Canberra Croatia are going to have the majority. Um, of possession, but we saw last year uh, Tuggeranong approach that uh, we've seen every single club mostly play that sort of style, or a lot of them play that style against Canberra Croatia recently, and usually Canberra Croatia overpower them. However, Tuggeranong United yeah. were one of the sides last year that Canberra Croatian did really over, overpower against Tuggeranong in that final round. Of course, it took the final sort, of, uh, the sort, the of final sort of minutes for Tuggeranong United uh, to concede a goal. And I know we'll talk about Dino time a lot uh, last year with Canberra mm. Croatia scoring late, but Canberra Croatia at, at in mean, most of those games had the majority of possession and had the majority of the um, the majority of the chances. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for Canberra Croatia victory, but I'm sure Tuggeranong will put up a good fight. Michael,
1: yeah, I, I, I agree, Matt. I, I, I'm taking a Canberra Croatia win at home uh, in their first home game of the season at Deakin Stadium. Uh, I think. Uh, we can praise the effort of uh, Mitch Stevens and Togadong United for their effort uh, last week against uh, Togadong United, but this is going to be a more difficult task um, at home of the champions. Uh, I expect Canberra Croatia uh, to win uh, comfortably. Um, But then again, you never know. Like you pointed out last season, Togadong United gave them a very difficult match last season. And that's not me uh, playing Mitch Stevens down and and his team uh, I think Mitch is a great coach and I, and I like that Toggerano United team. Uh, but my feeling is that they'll get a um, comfortable victory uh, at home.
0: And Michael, uh, we head into the MPLW and what is our first oh, matchup? So
1: before, before we move on to MPLW, I just thought I'd mention uh, something that Russ uh, put up on his Facebook. Um, not too long ago, um, it was just uh, congratulating um, Daniel Fulton of Tuggerong United um, and Ross Costanzo of Tigers FC, who both played their fiftieth uh, uh, first grade uh, matches uh, over over the weekend, which are which are great uh, achievements uh, and something that we definitely want to um, bring uh, to light uh, when talking about um, you know the, these competitions uh, is to celebrate um, these milestones. Uh, so congratulations to those two.
0: Congratulations to, to those two indeed. Michael, what is our next uh, matchup? And of course, we are starting our NPLW segment of the podcast.
1: Well, we start with Belcon and United um, at home to Wagga City Wanderers. And I mean, if this result didn't show that Belcon United are coming back with a vengeance to get their title, I mean, they, they were... Ruthless in in this match. Um, eight goals uh, to one. Um, a, a fantastic performance. Um, obviously the goals coming from uh, Johnston. Uh, two for uh, Blackhouse. Uh, Backhouse, sorry, uh, Bobbin uh, with a uh, double as well there. Uh, Tuscar uh, with an own goal. Uh, Bomford uh, and Jalocha. Uh, scoring in the 83rd minute to top off uh, the eighth goal and um, a very dominant victory there. Um, Opposed to Wagga, uh, who had Castle find uh, the score sheet in the first half in the 30th minute through the penalty spot. Uh, Matt, like I just touched on, this Belcon United team, you can tell that last season probably still sits with them a little bit. In, in terms of how that played out and, and then not winning the grand final. And they're, they're ready to come back this season and put on an absolute clinic. And that's what they did.
0: Yeah, look, they certainly did, uh, especially in that second half. I will say, before I get into Belcon too much, hmm. but from all accounts I, and from what I saw from the people I talked to, they all said Wagga City wanted to put up a very good fight in that first half. And Sam Gray, he said it every time I've talked to him. It's up on the Facebook page. Every time he talks, he says, it doesn't matter who we verse. Regardless of the opposition, we are going to play to the best of our ability, and we're going to keep going forward. So naturally, the side if they're going to score, get concede a lot of goals, it's going to be against Belconnen. Yeah, because Belconnen is a side that will just—if you leave uh, any open space—they're going to—they're uh, going to take it. It doesn't matter whether they're under Anthony, whether they're under Ahmed, or whether they're now under Michael Zakoski That's how they're going to play. for looked very good as she looked in the charity. In the Charity Shield matchup and a lot of players really, really impressed for uh Belconi United. I I saw um Leah Kanegi's played really well for uh Belconi United and she didn't start too often last season. So it's good to see that she's taken um opportunity uh, she's taken the opportunity that has been given to her from Michael Zakoski, and she seems to be starting quite a bit this season at right back. So a lot of the Belconnen players have played uh, very well. Christina Esposito, absolute um, pillar in the goals. Like I said, jo, I think she's probably one of the best pickups in the MPLW this season in terms of the keeper position. Uh, in terms of Belconnen United, though, very efficient. They're going to keep attacking. They're going to keep scoring goals. And Michael Zakoski, he's sort of similar to a lot of the coaches uh, around. They just they don't want to concede. So he would, if there's one negative, he definitely wouldn't be happy with conceding a goal. That's for sure. Um, but yeah there's not much really I can say more about Belcon and United because uh, when they're when they're open and when aside that uh, like Wagga City Wanderers who are gonna go all out attack and they're always gonna leave spaces Belcon and United are gonna you know uh, gonna take that advantage but in saying that though I I like what I saw from Wagga City Wanderers I like what they did in the first half and I think that's really gonna that's what we're gonna see against Tugger and United and I think uh and United are going to very have a very hard matchup against Wagga City Wanderers because not only uh do they match up well against them uh for reasons like Belco uh and United not having a coach yet after Michael stepping down, but I think Wagga City Wanderers are gonna be even more raring to go because people are gonna look at this result and go, Oh, they smashed us the entire game. But they're gonna look at it going, Well, we played, you know, we we kept uh we played very well and kept them at bay for a good solid 20 30 minutes. So, um, expect Wagga City Wanderers to come out roaring next week, and we'll see how they go against Tuggerong in terms of Belcony United. They're going to play the CUA, who we're going to mention soon, had a very, very good result for them. So, and I'm also going to be sorry, I just had a call which sort of disrupted the Zoom. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're going to, um, Sorry, uh, like, we always have an interruption every show. That's that's the great thing about it uh... Oh, is it still gone? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's done now. But yeah, a lot of people always have an no, interruption. that's all right. Helps the band. Doing I'm... well. Doing well. Anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, and uh, I mentioned I'll I'm gonna have a chat with Michael Koski probably tomorrow or something. We'll have that up on the. We'll have a Zoom chat, we'll have that up on the Facebook page. Probably by the end of the week, we'll try and do at least. I'll try and do at least one one a week with a coach or a player throughout the season depending how everyone's availability goes so anyway uh, that's it for me on this matchup Michael uh, let's get into the next one we've got West Canberra Wanderers one against Canberra United two of course this is the battle of the two new female coaches uh, former players themselves of course Nicole Berg for Canberra Olympic and Emma Stanbury for West Canberra Wanderers so we had Vanderbrook, their new signing, scoring the minute, 15th minute for Olympic, and then who else but Ashley Sykes scoring the death uh, 94th minute or something like that. Uh, great stuff from her, who, of course, returns to the squad after she wasn't going to come back this season. And Letton scoring for West Canberra Wanderers. Michael, what would you make of this matchup?
1: Well, it's a good thing uh, Skye's, uh came back to play this season because uh, she's got Olympic uh, three points right at the death, and it's the sort of... Um, you know, football in terms of scenario that we want in some of these games. We want games being snatched at the last minute to um, get a team three points. Uh, So it's a massive win uh, for Canberra Olympic, who we've praised, um, you know, a lot over the last uh, year or so. So it's good to see them uh, get a win. Uh, But to go on to West Canberra Wanderers, it was a fantastic effort uh, by them in their first game of the season as well, almost getting a point. Uh, to begin their campaign, unfortunately coming up short. Um, But, you know, Olympic sneaking that goal in in the dying seconds um, from Skies, um, you know, obviously uh, to step up on that stage that she's done many a times for the club uh, to capitalise on the opportunity to be the match winner. Um, You know, if Olympic can snag something against Dung United next week, uh, that would be a real statement of intent from Olympic to be two from two to start the season, especially to take a coup like Gungahlin United. Uh, but to go back to this match um, with uh, player coach, uh, Emma uh, Stanbury and uh, new uh, W league player, um, Tiana Jabba in the defense, they controlled the middle of defense and, and the park uh, quite well uh, to concede a goal in the dying seconds uh, and being denied a point is it, it's such a tough pill to swallow. We've, I'm sure you've been there, Matt, uh, through the numerous teams that you've played for throughout your life. And and I've been there as well um, to, you know, concede a goal in, in the dying seconds is always um, disheartening and it's and it's heartbreaking, but it's all about how you bounce back. And I'm sure that West Canberra Wanderers will be looking uh, to do that uh, most definitely uh, come round two.
0: Yeah, I th- I'm not going to uh, say much more because I think you touched on it perfectly there. I just, yeah, I think uh, Olympic... I going to look very good this season. I think they had Ashley, if if the um, sports TG is correct, I think it had Ashley at like left wing or left mid or something like that. Uh, it, uh, it had on that lineup there. And then you had Vandenbroek up top with um, Hardwick. So they've got some real good firepower. And about a month ago, it didn't look like they were going to have this firepower. So uh, they've turned around very quickly Olympic. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with how they've sort of gelled it all together. Uh, and they've got, but like we said, all those new players, uh, a lot of those new players came from the same team, so they're bringing at least half that halfway chemistry uh, to gel with the players that they currently got. But let's be honest: when you got someone like Ashley Sykes in the field, she can score. Like we're going to mention very soon with uh, Brittany Palombi in Canberra Croatia, these sort of players know how to score at the death, and they know how to um, even even when things aren't going your way, they know how to just you know seize the moment. Per se, uh, uh, that, that that's so it's going to be um. Interesting to say the least. Uh, Michael, uh, what is our next matchup?
1: So we've got uh, Canberra, Croatia. Uh, We're at home to Canberra United Academy. Um, And a a very, very entertaining draw uh, to all draw uh, in this game. Uh, So um, Canberra, Croatia uh, with Palombi scoring both their goals in the 73rd and the 92nd minute. Uh, of stoppage time uh, to snatch a draw uh, against Canberra United Academy, um, who had Hunt uh, score both of the academy side's goals. I mean, wow. Um, The uh, defending champions uh, obviously had uh, a tough loss um, against uh, Belcon and uh, United before the season. Uh, They would have wanted to come out and, and make a real statement of intent uh, and instead of looking uh, to start the season with three points, you know, they, they uh, just managed to get one in the, in the dying stages uh, of this game. Uh, as you can imagine, Canberra United Academy would have been absolutely distraught um, to know that they were so close to picking up a massive win so early uh, in the season that would have sent shockwaves through the um, WNFL competition. Uh, Matt, do you want to sort of delve into uh, what transpired uh over the course of this uh, football game?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll start with Camper Croatia first. It's worth noting that Grace Gill wasn't there, and um, but congratulations to her. She, I'm sure you saw on social media, she commentated the W League final. So, I've yep. worked with uh, Grace just uh, a couple of weeks ago in the FA Cup with Bull North, and she's uh, she absolutely knows the game, uh, you know, fantastically well from all the years <laughs> of playing. And she's one of the nicest people as well in football. So congratulations to her on uh, commentating the W League final on ABC, I believe. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah
1: she's sh- she's fantastic.
0: So I'm I'm great. Uh, I'm sure that um, Cameron Croce will be happy to have her back next week, though, um, when uh, they get back into action. But in terms of not only that, I think what it, 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 when you like when we'll talk about this, it just reminded me of what Jeremy said in the preview. He said. Um, Nick will be looking to prepare his side for more of a marathon than a sprint. And he was, I think we, we said, expect them to be raring to go right away. And he said, let's just let's just, uh, mm-hmm. just hang back a second. I think they're going to, um, we're going to see the best of Canberra Croatia later on in the season, which is interesting considering the majority of their squad is the same as last season. But Jeremy has a little more inside knowledge than us when it comes to Canberra Croatia and uh, the women's game. So he knows what he's talking about and he predicted this one as well which I also said was interesting because he didn't really uh, pick... Uh, he didn't really predict uh, Canberra United to win last year whenever he uh, did predictions on his article. <laughs> so uh, we had a bit of banter with that. But yeah, nah, he also commentated that one. Uh, just let me read what he uh, sent to me in terms of that. He just wanted to say... Um, hopefully, we'll get him on the show next week or the week after. But he said, defensively, uh, Canberra United had a hard time stopping Anna Hunt and Um, he he, he he thinks... um. Yeah, no, he thinks uh, they were just sort of blown away by the way Canberra United approached this game. Um, so, yeah, Canberra United, let's talk about them a little bit. I mean, uh, clearly they put up with the intensity and they uh, they prepared for it. I mentioned that last week and I said this is going to be the hardest test for them in terms of their physicality. And they they stepped up. They really did. And But they used their strengths as well in terms of, uh, if you go have a look at the first goal they scored on a hunt, uh, it was a Canberra Crusher corner in the CUA box, whips it in immediately boom CUA off running 30 seconds later they're in the box and Anna Hunt just dribbles it in she had no defenders on her I had about four or five camera crusher defenders going to run for her and Ali Hinson uh, didn't didn't really stand a chance because Anna Hunt was just so quick and then boom in the bottom in the bottom corner so I was very impressed with CUA uh, they weren't able to hold out in the end stalwart of camera crasher, Brittany Palombi similar to Ashley Sykes like I said they know how to score in the dying seconds of the game. They know how to seize that moment, Michael. And yeah, so at the end of the day, it's a very important draw for Canberra Croatia. And we all know about CUA. It's more about the way they play and less about the results because they want to bring up these uh, women and get them ready for event ho- for hope, uh, hopefully for all in the eventual W League. But yeah, I think this is a more important draw for Canberra Croatia considering the way the match went out than it was for CUA. But CUA proved that they can probably push for a top four spot if they continue, all right. Uh, ready to move on to the next one, Michael? Yep. All right. So, Cambrie United four Tuggerong United nil. Uh, like I said, it's probably worth noting that uh, Tuggerong United still haven't appointed a head coach uh, since Michael. Gungalon United down.
1: You mean Gungalon United? Sorry,
0: Tuggerong. Tuggeron. <laughs> That's all right. Who did I say? Did I say yeah, United? You said
1: Cam- you said Canberra United versus Tuggeranong United.
0: Sorry, Gungali United right. against Tuggeranong, And it's worth stating that Tuggeranong still don't have a head coach because Michael, uh, when uh, when Michael Aldred stepped down and we recorded that before we heard the news. We actually heard it later that night, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, I yep. just want to thank Michael for all the work he's done uh, uh, in women's football. Uh, I've only really had a chat to him a couple of times this year. Didn't really talk to him much last year, but I've talked to a lot of people who have, uh, and then you could see just the out, the outpour of um of um respect that he got when he posted that thing. Everyone said, I, I still hope to see you at the games. You're going to be sorely missed. And that's just not not just on people. It's a lot of men's coaches, women's coaches. They've all said the same thing because he's just had such a positive impact on the Canberra footballing community, let alone on I know he's put in a lot of work there. He mentioned the handbook. So they've got a yep. good um role to work on for the future. So uh credit to Michael hopefully and uh, I had a chat to him and he's happy to come on the show one time. So we got to try and get him on in the next month or so, or whenever he's ready to come on, Michael. I think he's uh, definitely quite a character, as uh, as, I'm, as I'm sure you know, because you've chatted to him as well. So, yes. Gangal United 4-0, like I said. Brown, two goals, Corbett and Percival. Michael, impressive win from Gungahlin United. Uh, do you want to take us through this one?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, it was obviously an impressive victory to start the season for Gungahlin United at home. Uh, we said in the preview they uh, kept the majority of their core uh, players together which was so important uh, considering how well they had pl- played last season uh, and to really take uh, the performances and the results uh, that they uh, picked up last season to take over into this season whilst keeping uh, their the majority of their squad was very important and it's showed in the first game of the season with a 4-0 win um, you know uh, it was, you know, another year of chemistry under their belt uh, last season. Um, and that's why you can expect them to challenge at the top uh, th- this season. Those players are becoming more familiar uh, with each other. They play a, an attractive uh, brand of uh, football um, and they, they're, a great, uh, they're a great women's side uh, to watch. Uh, you know, I watched them a few times uh, last season. Uh, the way that they were able to, you know, maintain possession, um, alternate players in certain positions as well, made them um, a very uh, good side to to watch from a spectator's uh, point of view. Um, and then, I mean, there was a cracking goal uh, in this game as well. Hey, Tolu, yeah. yeah. Hey, Tolu, uh,
0: it's it was absolutely terrific. And th- there was literally nothing the keeper could do about this one. I mean, it was an None. absolute stunner right in the top, top corner. There was no... No room for, you know, to, to, you know, it was so quick as well. I mean, Atolu told her, I think did that in the first match of the season last season that Jeremy had called as well. So she's no stranger to it and she can score from anywhere on the park. Sorry, God.
1: You'd say, you'd say that have to be, that would have to be goal of the, of the round between the three, yep. three leagues. I would, I would say, it.
0: say so. And still celebration to a uh, Tyson Liverpool.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll make sure to separate those. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fantastic goal, and I mean, if no one has has seen that, I mean, just um, get on get on Facebook and, and take a look at it. I mean, it's it's um, it, it's a spectacular strike. I mean, the technical ability to um, you know be so precise and get the right uh, amount of curl and power on that shot to dip over uh, into the top corner was absolutely exceptional. So uh, credit to Ataula because that was a fantastic goal, and hopefully we can um, you know. Hopefully that continues. We want to see more goals uh in in the top bin. So no, we so certainly
0: do. Uh, certainly let, let's say let that
1: continues. Um but credit to Tugunong. Uh, just to switch over to Tugwenong, like you said. <coughs> um, you know, mentioning obviously uh Michael stepping down uh but before uh just before the season started and what uh great of an impact he's been uh, on Canberra football. And I think that really that really echoed that sentiment when You know, like you said, all these uh, coaches uh, in the women's and men's game had their two cents um, to, um, you know, to say, you know, thank you for for what for what he did and what what impact he's left uh, on the game. It it shows how much it's uh, it's affected people. But I'm sure we'll have him on the show soon. And and um, you know, I I just hope that uh, Taganon can continue to push through the difficult period that they're in now. Like we we talked about um, how they were struggling for numbers um, before the season and the post that they put out on their Facebook page uh, to try and get numbers and then to lose your coach as well, um, I can only feel for that Taganong um, team and I, I really hope that they just uh, continue to push um, and get some and get some results uh, this season as a as a testament to their hard work. Um, so I can only um, wish them the best uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was an impressive performance from, from Gungala United. Uh, they did, after the first goal, though, credit to Tagaron for keeping them at bay until the 63rd minute. They worked very hard defensively. And um, but Gungala United, in the end, just too much firepower. And like we said, they're probably the best in terms of the chemistry because between them and Canberra United, I think they've kept the majority of the core squad together, mm-hmm. which is going to work, which will work wonders for them, especially with... The more games they play, um, and yeah, there's not too much to say about uh, uh From me, you mostly touched upon it. A uh, very impressive win for Gangal United. Looking forward to see how they go against Olympic. So, Michael, let's uh, move and on we'll to the. Pre- Sorry, let's yep. move on to the predictions.
1: Yep, uh, let's get into the round two predictions uh, for MPLW. First off, Matt, we have West Canberra Wanderers against the defending champions Canberra Croatia, who will be looking uh, to make amends uh, for their. Uh, share of the spoils against Canberra United in round one. Um, before I get your prediction, uh, that is Saturday uh, 17th of April at 12.45pm at that lunch uh, lunchtime kickoff time at Melrose Synthetic. Um, I'm going to go for a Canberra-Croatia uh, uh, win. Uh, I think they'll be eager to bounce back. Uh, and we thought that they were going to bounce back against Canberra united in round one uh following the loss to belcon and united uh just before the 2021 season started but uh i can't see them going going two games into the season without a win uh and I, I i can see them uh leaving melrose with all uh three points uh especially uh considering uh colombi um and and her double last week she'll be raring to go uh to to add to that goal tally
0: yeah, what's um, your
1: take on this one?
0: I agree. I agree. Camera Crusher victory for me, um, mostly because I think they'll be raring to go. But an issue they probably had last week, even though they were trailing for a big part of that game, I think the the, the finishing was an issue from all uh, from what I saw and from all reports. They Had quite a few chances that they didn't get either, as long as as well as CUA did. So, and uh, and don't forget, I'm, I'm assuming um, Grace will be back as well. And with her and Brittany Palombi, expect goals. <laughs> um, they, they definitely know how to score. And we saw in the Charity Shield when Grayskill plays, the rest of the team just rises up, rises up. But it was good to see as well when Grayskill wasn't there, Palombi was the one that re- rose everybody up and they came back to um, get a draw. Um, in terms of West Canberra Wanderers, it's going to be tough because uh, Canberra creates such a quality outfit. But Emma Stanbury uh, as well as Tiana Jaber as well, that they brought in. Uh, they're going to be uh, working with the with the squad, and if they don't get the result they want this time round, I'm sure uh, by at least the middle of the season, the chemistry they're going to bring and the experience, those two specifically, are going to bring this squad. They're going to prove some people wrong. Uh, they showed some positives in that match against uh, against Olympic, but I think Canberra Croatia will be too strong. What's our next one, Michael?
1: All right, next match, we've got Belcon United at home to Canberra United Academy. So, I mean, two of the top dogs for Canberra United Academy in their first two games of the season. Uh, that one is also Saturday, 17th of April. 3 p.m. Uh, is the kickoff time for this one at McKellar Park. I mean, like I said, two very tough uh, outings for Canberra United to start this uh, this MPLW campaign, uh, but they got the draw. Uh, they, well, sorry, they, they were denied victory um, against Can- Canberra Croatia, the defending champions, um, and there's, I mean, no means as to why they can't go into the Belconnen United game with a similar confidence and and want to even take all three points and really stun uh, the home crowd. I think this one's actually going to be uh, a tight game. Um, obviously, I don't think Belconne, uh United uh, going to defeat them as convincingly um, as they as they did. Uh, in their first game by scoring eight goals against Wagga City. But um, I expect a Belconi United win uh, at home. What about yourself?
0: I didn't know where you were going with there. I thought you were going with it. I thought you were going to say a draw. Um, okay, so um, Belco v CUA. I think Belconi are just going to have a little too much of them and they are a little bit – and they are better defensively than CUA are. I think they bring a different sort of intensity um, – and Canberra, should do I think their intensity is more just the, uh, the way they press the way Belco press everybody? Uh, but in saying that though, see away, they proved against Canberra, Croatia like that they can uh cause an upset against the uh the big girls. So, um, don't count them out, but I'm gonna go for a Belco uh victory, Michael. Which one's next up?
1: We've got Canberra Olympic uh at home to Gunga United, in what will be a very uh close encounter, most definitely. This one's. Sunday, 18th of April, 215 at O'Connor enclosed. Uh, this is going to be a tight one, Matt. Um, two very good sides. Uh, we, we've talked about them glowingly. Uh, to start round one, uh, obviously, Canberra Olympic getting the last minute winner, uh, against West Canberra, uh, and Gunga United obviously getting the win, uh, as well, a convincing win at that. Um, I think this one could be a draw um oh, the to yeah uh, I'm gonna go with a draw um all right I mean Gangalan could take could take it um, but I'm, I'm gonna lean more towards um a share of the spoils I think both teams have been great to start the season um both have quality in their team it, it'll definitely be a, a, a t- tight encounter that's 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 for certain I don't think. One team's going to blow the other team out the water. Um, I could be completely wrong, but that's just how I see it going, um, based on what we've seen so far. So I'm going to go for a draw in this game.
0: Yeah, I was contemplating the draw as well, but I ended up uh, deciding on a Gungalan United victory for me. Uh, this one, it's, it's it's going to be very very hard to see how. Uh, so very very hard to pick. It's going to be very very interesting to see how this one goes. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm it, it, this one could go swing anyway, like you said, it could be a draw. Olympic could win it. I can see this match going anyway. I'm just going to go with Gungahlin because I think the momentum they have from that Tuggeron game is um, very good and, let's, and their chemistry is probably at full blast while uh, Canberra Olympics is still getting there. But hey, at the end of the day with Ashley Sykes on the field, I could easily be proved wrong in that one. But I'm going to take a gamble and say Gangalan United. But uh, Olympic under Nicole Begger definitely a team to watch for this season, definitely a team to push for the top four. All right, Michael, next one. All right, last
1: game uh, of MPL uh, W round two is Tuggerong United at home to Wagga City Wanderers, Sunday, 18th of April, 2.30 at Canberra,
0: 2.01. I'm going to go for a Tuggerong United win. Oh, Hot take. Okay, hot take from Michael. Let me write that down before I forget. Tuggy is victory for Michael. All right, I'm going to go for a Wagga win. Uh, I think this is one Jeremy and I will be commentating unless plans have changed. Uh, so that would be at Canberra 201. Russ suggested to go over Kransky. Anyone that's there, he really rates the Tuggies Kransky. Uh so um I'll go
1: wrong with the Kransky. <laughs> yeah, you, you really can't. There's also can't Kransky's of the
0: Monaro game as well, believe it or not. Um there you go. Uh so yeah, look, I'm gonna go for a, Wag- a Wagga victory. I think just the fact that Tuggeranong still don't have a coach will is gonna hurt them as well. But Wagga, uh the way they play, I think they match up really well against a Tuggeranong side that doesn't have Um, that doesn't have the same uh, attacking capabilities as Wagga do. Uh, At this point in time, there's no reason why they can't change in the future, but Tuggies have had a lot of departures, unfortunately for them. So I'm going to go for a Wagga victory, but I'm sure Tuggies will put up a good fight. All right, Michael, next up, Wagga City Wanderers, (laughs) 0 to O'Connor Knights, 2-2 McCarran and James Ward, which is one of their new signs at O'Connor as well. So good on him. Um, that was so, yeah, 2-0 O'Connor. Michael, this is a very good win for O'Connor, right in the wrongs of last season, to say the least, and getting off to a good start. What do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, I think you just hit uh, the nail on the head there, Matt. Uh, you know, they, they obviously endured um, a not-so-very-good season uh, last year. I mean, obviously, they were derailed by the knowledge of, uh, of there no longer being promotion to the MPL one competition given the COVID. Um, obviously we don't need to get into too much about um, their performances last season and then essentially taking it off um, as as what they've said anyway. Um, but this is exactly the start that they want. Um, they've got a full season um, this time around. They're really eager to get into MPL one as some of the other sides are as well. Don't get me wrong about that, but um, it's a it's a great win for O'Connor, um, especially to start the season, uh, playing your first game away in Walker. That's one that you want to tick off early uh, in in the season, and and obviously get a win as well, so they don't have to worry about, um, you know, traveling uh, to a game out like that halfway through the season or towards the tail end, uh, especially when the ladder's close and you can't afford any any dropped points. So, um, you know, they'll they'll be um, rare. They'll be, sorry, they'll they'll be very pleased uh, with getting 3 points uh, to start the season. Um obviously Wagga were hot off the heels of a terrific win over Brindabella uh which was that was absolutely mayhem um that that, that game. Um but a terrific win never uh nevertheless um oh, unfortunately they, they weren't able to replicate um, a similar performance uh against uh, O'Connor. Um uh, you know they've been riddled with uh, departures and injuries so um you know, expect Walker to, to take some time to recuperate and um, build a squad uh, together that's going to compete uh, for the remainder uh, of the season. Uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts on this? Obviously, it's, a, it's what O'Connor Knights wanted. Um, they have to keep this going all season if they want to achieve that MPL one um, promotion because they were the ones barking the loudest about it last season. Um and obviously this season um promotion is on the line like it wasn't last season. There is a lot at stake. Um it's exactly the way they would have started wanted to start the the, uh, the year.
0: Yeah, the two initials will be very, very happy with this result for O'Connor Knights. They will see it as a routine victory for them because they because they like like we we keep mentioning last season, but it's hard not to compare it to it. Yeah. At the end of the day, they they yeah they said last season to them felt like a preseason. So for this victory, they'll seem like it's routine one for them because they consider this the start of their competitive season that they haven't had since 2019. But in general, it's I think it's more important for their momentum because next week they're going to be facing Ugali, last year's minor premiers and last year's uh, runners up in the final. Um. <coughs> And I think we're going to see... Actually, no, we'll, I'll mention that a little quickly a little bit later. But in terms of Wagga City Wanderers, uh, you mentioned it there. It's going to be... It's just going to be... Even though they did very, very well in Brindabella, it's going to be very, very hard for them. At least the first half of the season with all these departures and all these injuries, I realise got a few injuries recently. So, yeah, unfortunately for David Leonard over there, it's going to be a much harder job than he probably anticipated when he uh, first took over. Uh, yep. So for him... I think it's more just about let's just calm it down. Let's keep it settled. Let's just rethink week to week and let's try and uh, work and try and see where they can improve. I'm not sure if their their keep us still out as well. Fries, I believe is still out and Dedini, uh yeah. coming out of retirement, I believe to, um uh, to uh, keep uh, going goals there for them. So he's done a good job, but yeah, in terms of them, a lot of the injuries, a lot of departures. So for Dave Leonard, it's just about rethinking things, calm it down. Let's, Let's keep it settled. Um, all right, yeah. let's move on to the next matchup. Michael, what is it?
1: Yep, so we had Canberra White Eagles uh, at home to ANU uh, FC, two uh in the MPL 2 uh, competition. It ended all square, a one-all draw. Uh, Reese finding the back of the net for White Eagles uh, and Deans uh, scoring from the penalty spot uh, for the visitors. Um this was the epitome of a of a close game, uh well, wasn't it, Matt? I mean oh. um it was they're very evenly matched um on paper. Uh two very good sides, two sides looking to gain promotion. Um and and I mean you saw that right <laughs> here in round one, didn't we? Yeah, no,
0: no, I did. Um I did, and you said it was the epitome of a type game. I think this is one where they sort of cancel each other out. Anu started uh, as you as you would expect on the front foot, controlling most of the possession. White Eagles decided just to sit back a little bit, soak it up. But when they count counter, geez, they count counted some pace. And look, at the end of the day, we always said this was going to be a close one. I think I predicted a draw in this one as well. It was it was just the epitome of both sides just cancel each other out. Because by the end of by the second half, everyone sort of, they both sort of traded possession. They tried to break each other down. No one really could. They both tried to go for goal, and no one really could. It was really the epitome of a very, very close game. It was very entertaining, though, especially in the first half. But, yeah, I think both sides just cancel each other out in the end. Uh, Adam cotter I'm sure, will be happy with his first match in charge uh, of a first grade side with his team getting a draw uh, because I believe they lost this fixture last season to start the season. And White Eagles, uh, they'll be happy to get a point on the board considering they haven't had the best of of preseasons under Steve for sure, but, but, but for them, they probably thought this was a realistic result, a draw. So there's always a, a chance when these two teams face, that it's going to be a draw. So for, for them, it's more about moving forward and one big teams out of the way, and they're going to be moving on to uh, the next ones. So Michael, uh, any uh, last thoughts before we move on to the next match?
1: Uh, not too many. I think not to reiterate um, all the points, uh, that, that you made. Uh, but uh, I think this will be a result that both teams will look back on later in the season um, as, as a good result, um, especially vying for that top four um, finals football uh, stage of the season. I think it's a game that, uh, or a result, sorry, that both teams can be satisfied with uh, when they weigh up where they are, um, you know, 15, 20 games in. So, um, it's, it's, it's a share of the spoils. I think either team's not going to be displeased uh, w- with the outcome of it. They both uh, get a point. Um, but like I said, it will, um, I think, do both sides more good than ba- bad um, come to the later stage uh, of the season. Uh, moving on, we had uh, Brinda Bella uh, at home to Queanbeyan City. Uh, and a very very entertaining game. This one, Quebin City coming away with a three-two win. Uh, the visitors' scorers in this one was Yosovski, Petrovsky, and Fuji. Oh, I've probably got that one wrong. Right. I'll
0: find out. I'll find out.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we look. We apologise. We I should I needed to be I needed to be advised of this before <laughs> before before because my pronunciations of certain last names. Aren't the best, so I apologize. Don't come at me. Um, and Schaefer scoring two. How's that?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Schaefer. Uh, was, was, I mean, he was, he was, uh, he did very, well, very well as well in the um, in the FFA Cup match for Brenda Bella. Look, Michael, this one was a, it was a very tough game uh, for Queen City. Brenda Bella really came at them. They weren't really, I'm not sure if they were expecting that or not, because I'm not sure about what Queen's uh, certain, um, I'm not sure what their certain expectations were from this game, but we all know at, at the very least the expectations of Gabby and Jay to score a lot of goals. They did. They're not, uh, uh, it doesn't matter how much they concede, as long as they score and they, you know, but they, I don't think they were expecting at the very least, this is just my assumption that Brindabella Bella were going to come at them with that sort of intensity and that sort of, and that sort of pace. And mm-hmm. they certainly did. Don't write off Brindabella this season under Zoran Glavnic. very experienced coach. He's, he's able, he was able to add some more depth to that squad. He's really going to be focusing on their um on their on their on their speed and their agility and their and against the bigger sides, expect them to sit back a little bit and really counter on the, even though they're not specifically, they're not specifically a defensive minded side, but against the bigger sides, expect them to sit back a little bit and use that to utilize their pace and get on the end and get Schaefer to score a couple more goals for them because, uh, yeah, they, they they just have this sort of intensity about them, uh, Bella that I think is going to rock a few... Uh, they're going to make a few upsets this season, and they weren't able to do it this time around, but don't count out Bella. I think, this season. They're going to cause a few upsets, and in terms of Creamian City, it's going to be interesting to see how they go against uh, Western Malongolo next, uh, next week. It's probably going to be a similar match for them, Western Malongolo. Uh, uh, I'll mention it a little in the next match, but they mm-hmm. had a few. They've had a few injuries and a few uh, people out, so they're going to be probably setting up a similar way to Queen in, um uh similar way to Brindabella do. They don't have the sort of pace that Brindabella do, mm-hmm. but uh, in terms of their physicality, they're probably a little more physical than uh, Brindabella are. So they'll probably match up well in that regard when they defend uh, a Queen City onslaught. Um, they had quite a few chances. Queen City, I believe Mark Shields missed a penalty from what I heard. Um, oh, no. and uh, but yeah, Queen's City, they'll just be happy to get three points on the board. And at the end of the day, they're going to look back on this one and go, geez, that was a hard match, but hey, we got the victory, which is what which is what matters for a side like Queen's City that are going to be looking for promotion this season. All right. Um, any last words before we move on?
1: I think, uh, I think, uh, just to go off what you said about um, Zoran Glavnich and this uh, Brindabella Blues team, I mean. They definitely will, I think, cause a few upsets this season, and especially if they play the, the way that they, that they did in, uh, against Queen Bean City. If, if they take that similar approach uh, to playing against sides like White Eagles, uh, uh, ANU, uh, Ugali... Um, just to just to name a few, there. Um, I mean, they're they're gonna they're definitely gonna have some success. Those efforts are definitely gonna wreak some sort of rewards throughout the season. So, um, I think it's a very positive step that they've taken in the first game of the season against a team that's uh, vying for a MPL one promotion berth. Um, and I suppose to go on the other side of the coin with Queenbian City, uh, you mentioned that there, um, that. Gabby Wilk's teams, you know, they love to score goals. They've, they've always been – team that he has always managed teams that have always produced uh, goals. I mean, he's not always known for having the most astute uh, defence. Um, I mean, he's pretty notoriously known for just outscoring uh, his opponents with the attacking firepower that he's always had at his disposal throughout his uh, tenure in, you know, MPL 1 when he was, uh, you know – uh, coaching at at Cooma formerly known now as uh Tigers FC for for a very long time and he's continuing that culture uh now in Queanbeyan uh with City so um I think you can obviously expect um Queanbeyan to um be a side that are always going to score a bucket load of goals um because that's just the way that um Gabby Wilk has always set out his teams it's to attack and to and to score goals and even though that leaves them maybe vulnerable at one end of the field, uh, they execute uh, on the attacking end. Uh, so you can always be sure that whenever you watch Korean city, there's probably going to be a lot of goals uh, involved like there was in this one.
0: Yeah. 100%. And uh, moving on, we've got Ugali 2-1 over Western Malonglo, a bit of a, bit of a hard-fought victory for the, um, the first place side in the competition last year, Michael. Mm-hmm. And it was Bajanti with two goals, and then Western Malongolo. We don't have the scorer here. I, I, I thought I wrote it down. My bad. Actually, I'll find it when you're. Uh, when you're. Uh... Yeah, I had it all over it. I'm just like, hang on a sec. I remember who that goal scorer was. No, no, I don't. Anyway, so, uh, Michael, uh, you want to delve into this match while I find us the goal scorer?
1: Yeah. No. I, I guess I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Um, it looked like one of those moments where, like, the um. Where the recording sort of froze. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, usually
0: pretty, I'm usually pretty prepared, as you know. So the fact that I forgot to uh, put this one in is... Uh, no,
1: that's all right. Ned Jeans the won't be
0: happy with me, that's for sure.
1: No, that's all right. Hopefully you can, uh, you know, make amends for that uh, going forward. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, a very hard-fought victory for uh, Yulgali to start the season. They controlled the majority of possession and the chances... Uh, uh, on quick build-up play, uh, one thing to keep in mind with them is their uh, pre-season was a little uh, disordered uh, than most with the lack of friendlies being played due to their uh, location. Uh, overall, a uh, very important victory, essentially, in the lead-up to a block- blockbuster against O'Connor Knights on, uh, on Saturday. Um, expect Yulgali to dominate possession and O'Connor to break quickly on the counter, uh, which we can get into a little bit uh, more when we're previewing the round two uh, games, but Western Longlo um, they they fought hard, uh, which you can always expect. They were missing, you know, 67 players from the squad, including uh, Ashley Blount. Uh, if anyone has seen him uh, play, he is a key player for them and uh, and anchors that midfield as well as anyone in the NPL uh, too. So uh, Western smartly kept it tight at the beginning of the match, uh, but continued to press uh, when Ugali uh, lost a bit of energy. Uh, they won't be happy. Uh, that they're coming home with no points considering they held uh, Ugali uh, for for quite a while. Uh, however, considering the circumstances of, you know, like I mentioned with the in- six to seven players out with the injury, I mean, they put in a very resilient performance and they can take a lot of, a lot of positives uh, out of that game. Uh, and it, it certainly doesn't get any easier uh, for them next week as they face uh Columbia city. Um, but Matt, before you get into um, your take, um, I'd, Thought that I would be nice enough to mention the fact that your brother made his debut for Weston uh, on the weekend. I know that he didn't want you to say it, so I just took it upon myself to say it. So he can't get mad at you now for being mentioned on the podcast. Uh, so um, did you have a chat to him uh, at all about the game and, um, and how he played or, or, or anything like that?
0: Yeah, look, he was uh, ecstatic to make his uh, first grade uh, debut. Uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't think he was only because he um he's been uh, injured with his foot for a while and he didn't make play any of those FA Cup matches. But congratulations to him. And there's quite a few um players from expect quite a few of the under twenty threes players from uh, Western Malonglo to make their debut this season, especially if they've got some injuries because that uh, that Western Malonglo side I think they beat the the twenty threes two 0 and they're very well I, I i even saw a bit of them uh, before their match against their FFA cup match and they they're a very good side and they're one of the better sides in the MPL uh, under 23s in the MPL 2 i think last year they made the semi-finals if i'm not mistaken of the under 23s so expect quite a few players like Dan and the likes to come through at the western malongolo side and i hang on i I did get, you threw me a little off guard there, Michael. I forgot to mention the scorer, Albusi. There we go. Albusi is a scorer we for Western Molongolo. Shout, we out, shout
1: out to Albusi.
0: Uh, for scoring that goal uh, for Western Malongolo. Look, from all accounts I saw, uh, I was told and what I saw on their uh, Facebook page. Uh, yeah. you, you got uh, Western Molongolo kept it tight and they were one of the better defensive sides last year before they got some injuries. Um, so I think that's why that, that'll be key for them against Queen city, as we mentioned, but Ugali. Uh, they had less preseason games than most. We mentioned it on the podcast uh, in the preview. The issue with them, uh, where they uh, a lot of the ones they had, um, due to their location, it it, um, it screwed them around a little bit in terms of um, their preseason fixtures. weren't allowed to get a lot, and they were and they weren't able to play their uh, round four FFA Cup match against the UC Stars because UC Stars pulled out. So that's one one less uh, semi competitive or uh, one less competitive match that they've played compared to everyone else. So I think maybe their uh, their intensity and their fitness might not be up to the same standard as everyone else. But clearly, they're, uh, uh, as long as you've got the quality, like we all know they do, as we saw in the final last year, uh, they're going to be a tough, tough team to beat. So, Michael, do you want, are you ready for the uh, predictions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we start with O'Connor and Ugali. For me, this one is going to be very, very interesting. O'Connor have proved that they have that improved defensively, and I think that's going to be key. And let's see how the intensity and the fitness of, uh, more of the intensity, sorry, of Ugali go, I'm sure. Either they'll be uh, up up for the challenge, especially with a competitive match under their belt, uh, considering they've played less matches than most people in pre-season. Luke Santolin will have them ready, I'm sure. This one's going to be an absolute cracker. Over at Kayleen in close, Saturday, 17th of April, 3 p.m. <sighs> I think I'm going to sit on the fence for this one, Michael. I'm going with a draw. And it, may, it might be a high-scoring one as well, maybe a 2-2. Two, two. But uh, a okay. draw regardless.
1: That's a that's a good prediction, a very particular prediction. But um, I'm going to go for an Icona Knights uh, win at home uh, to really carry on uh, the momentum that they showed in uh, in round one. Um, yeah, I expect them to, to get the victory. Um, obviously, against a tough outfit like Ugali, um, it'll be a very tough game and it might end up in a high scoring draw, like you mentioned. But
0: or an um, I think it's one of those games that nil-nil. competitive, they're that competitive,
1: yeah. Um, so, uh, just on that basis, I've, I've still got full confidence in uh, O'Connor uh, taking that one uh, at home,
0: all right. And next up, we have ANU against Wagga City Wanderers Saturday, 17th of April, 3.15 pm at ANU South Oval. I think. Uh, like for all the reasons we mentioned, reasons we mentioned about Wagga City Wanderers, it's still going to take some time for them to gel, considering all the um, all all the uh issues they've encountered, which you know isn't isn't any fault of their own, unfortunately for them. But they they will put up a good fight. But I think in the end, ANU will have a little bit too much firepower for them. So I'm going to go for an ANU victory. You, Michael?
1: Yeah, I, I'm the same. I'm going to go for an ANU victory. Uh, at, at home. Uh, like you said, I think it's going to take a bit of time for Wanderers to pick up their feet. Uh, ANU coming off that uh, that draw against White Eagles away from home uh, is a decent result for them to take into round two and uh, get their season up and running uh, at home. So I'm expecting uh, ANU to pick up the three points uh, there.
0: I'm going to go for a little bit of an upset result in the next one, which uh, Brindabella, uh, Brindabella Blues against Canberra White Eagles. I'm going to go for a draw here. Uh, Saturday, seventeenth of April, four forty-five at Ipen Park. They are now calling it down there at Corwell. So it's great to see that all the games are at different times. So you can, if you want to go watch a, even if you're only watching one half of this, one half of that, you can get out to quite a few. And the and next match is look, at a different time also.
1: Yeah, they got three games. You could essentially watch three games in a row. Yep. Which <laughs> right, you, time, last year up. that that wasn't
0: that wasn't the situation for last year. At, yeah, that's uh, right. At a. Uh, and MPL 2 that wasn't the issue. Yeah. And now you've got Fremantle yeah. City mostly playing the games at five thirty. Uh, Western Malongalo's games uh, vary between six thirty and two and four, yeah. uh, because I don't think they get first priority. Woden parking closed. Um, and then Brindabella always seen to play at four forty-five, and then O'Connor and White Eagles and ANU usually play the games around yeah. three. So yeah. you know that's that's great to see there. So what do you um? What's your prediction, Michael?
1: Well, I actually. Um thought thought uh, a draw as well, Matt, just based on the fact that um, Brindabella played really well um, against Queanbeyan City, um, only le- losing 3-2 uh, as well. Um, I think this isn't the time for White Eagles to get their season up and running. I think it's a very tough game to play against uh, Brindabella, uh, especially uh, given the a couple, couple of games that they've had, even though they've been on the wrong end of the result, uh, they've put up some excellent performances to come away with nothing. But I think that this will be the game where they come away with something uh, to go off uh, their good performance against bean. So I'm going for a draw as well.
0: Okay. And last up, we have Western Malonglo against Queanbeyan city Saturday, 17th of April, 6 25 PM Woden Park in close. Expect this to be a very, very physical encounter. Um, I'm going to go for a Bean city victory. But I think queen's City are gonna have, yeah, they it's they're gonna be in for a really physical battle because uh they're more Western Malonglo uh are more adapt to playing uh to to playing the underdog side, uh against sides like queen's City. And they know against these sides they need to sit deep and break when they can. But they have more, yeah. So Brindabello are more of the um the they're, they're more of the pacey side with um uh, with more energy in that regard. And then uh, Western Malongo's energy uh, in these sort of matches, they're more physical. They use that physicality, like the likes of Ashley Bland, who's an absolute physical beast. And he really controls in the center of the park. I'm not sure if he's going to be there. So we'll find out about that and we'll see if he's going to be there because he will be key. If, um, he will be we'll key to Western Malangelo if they're going to get a result in this matchup. But I think considering the injuries they have at the moment, the amount of players out, I think it's like six to seven, I was told that are out at the moment. So if, if, if most of them are still out, it's going to be difficult for them to get it, but I'm going to go for Queen Min City. Michael, you?
1: Yeah. uh, I'm going Queen Min City as well. So we've picked all four of the same. No, no, wait, no, no, we haven't. Yeah. You went for a draw. That's right. Sorry. I thought we all, I thought we picked the same uh, for the entire round two matches. uh, And I thought, Oh no, we, we can't have, we can't have the same predictions. Um, But, look, at least we've got that one that's different. Uh, but, look, uh, I firmly believe that uh, Queanbeyan uh, are going to get the win there uh, against uh, Western Malongolo. Um It'll be a tough game, like like you mentioned. Um, more of a physical battle against the Pacia uh, side, uh, which will make for a good game, a, a tight game. So you never know. Maybe Queanbeyan, uh, Queanbeyan City will rely on their... Um, on their knack of of scoring goals um, and finding the back of the net, um, however, the way they they choose. Uh, so it'll be tough for Western to really stay compact and, and cancel them out and possibly hit them on the counter attack to catch them out. Um, it'll be a close game, but yeah, I'm edging towards uh, Queen Media City again, three points there.
0: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, and that should be a very good turnout for that one as well. Queen Media always have their traveling fans, as you would know, Michael, being a Macedonian yourself. Um, so yeah. uh, it's going to be a uh, so it's going to be an interesting one to say the least. Now I think that's it for us this week. Uh, it, it's I'm glad we touch upon everyone in a good length as well because that's what the times are for. Everyone can just you know tune in when they want. So um, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone who tuned into all the previews the last three, the last three weeks because they've gotten fantastic responses. Uh, so the views have been insane, like accumulative. The NPL one one got more than a thousand views. Just on the Facebook video alone, we got 1.4k views. Uh, for the MPL two one, the MPL two love it, and uh, MPL one one did very well as well with 500 views. So I just want to say thank you very much to um all the people that are listening, sharing, uh, uh, tagging people in the comments, um yeah. shouting us a few you know mess- messages as well along the way for banter. That's because you know that's that's what we're all about here. We're all just about having fun, enjoying and uh, enjoying it, and um. And just you know, promoting the local game and enjoying the uh, the positive side of the local game. You you won't really see us talk about any of the any of the you know the the you know the the dirt sheets and the and the, the negative aspects of the game. Uh, we're, we're all about promoting the positiveness, of the game, and the uh, the good the good banter that comes along with it. As I say, Michael. So, Michael, yeah. anything uh, left to wrap up? Anything more you want to say before we uh, yeah. close off for a week?
1: I I suppose just to um, finish off. Uh, I think the reception that we've got with um, the uh, preview uh, videos that we've done has been exceptional. Uh, I don't think I could have predicted us, uh, you know, getting that much attention um, through the viewership numbers that we got. So all I can say is thank you to those that tuned in, um, that gave us, uh, you know, uh, their time in terms of, you know, uh, having uh, having a look at the previews that, that we've done um, I think we're um, you know we're, all we want to do is promote the game here in Canberra and I think we've done a, a, a good job of that um, Obviously we just want to keep, we just want to keep people informed of what's going on uh, around the nation's uh, capital in terms of uh, canberra football and the local game and and what's going on and, and the results uh, that, that are going on as well and giving, as much attention as we can to, to all these leagues. Um, So I think it's a very good uh, sort of step to, to go off. Uh, uh, And I just want to say again, um, thank you to everyone that's uh, tuned in uh, that's uh, been able to, um, you know, enjoy um, our, our previews uh, and hopefully that can, uh, set to continue throughout the long season because we've got plenty more episodes uh, to come. So it might be um, a shortened season uh, again, uh, like we experienced last year, where we had a long break and then we tried to get back into, you know, the shortened season. And now that we've had a bit more time to prepare and um, you know dissect every team as best as we possibly can, uh, it's given us a great opportunity to cover as much team. Uh, we'll cover teams in depth uh, as much as we can so that we can provide a consistent and balanced uh, perspective. And um, we just want that to obviously continue. We want people to keep tuning in so people keep commenting, uh, keep sharing uh, our videos. Uh, we we greatly appreciate it. We always talk about it all the time, Matt, of how appreciative we are of the people that are tuning in uh, to what we're doing. So we only want that to continue. But I mean, if anyone has any Uh, ideas or any areas uh, that they would like us to discuss I mean don't hesitate to get in touch uh, via our uh, Facebook uh, or Instagram uh, pages Uh, our social media outlets are always uh, open so I mean uh, it's been great in terms of the uh, in terms of the uh, sorry the support that we have received from numerous people and we just want that to continue for the rest of the year
0: even if you see one of us in person, don't don't be afraid to come up and say hi. I think I've gotten more feedback yeah, just from being at some of the games or just randomly at places. Mm. Uh and I've, i think I've gotten more feedback like that than I have actually on social media. So um there so it's go. good to see. Do you know that we're at, you know that we're approachable people? <laughs> Especially myself. I think
1: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's good to see that we're approachable people and people like just love to chat football with us. So uh, it's great yeah. to see and uh yeah. always do our first
1: chat. Yeah, I couldn't oh, have said it better
0: yeah. myself than uh, what you said there, Michael. So very well done. And uh, next week, uh, I think we might have Russ and uh, maybe Jeremy on the show as well. So we'll see how we go. And then going forward, hopefully we can get the likes of Michael Aldred on and a few others. And then we'll have some uh, interviews that'll go up as separate content for later in the week uh, with players and coaches and a separate platform to um, keep the content going and, and give every every club that we cover in the mpo 1, 2 and W, It's uh, you know its own platform and its own voice throughout the season so thank you very much everybody and uh from michael and i see you in round two